Hey everyone, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Trek actor who was born in Raleigh, North Carolina, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil, and myself who was born in Riverside, California, your favorite eternal ensign, Garrett Wong. Remember, you can get the full version of this podcast by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. Was I right? Is it Raleigh? Raleigh, yes. Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. Oh, hello, 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 Raleigh. Okay. Yes. So yeah. today's the big day. You're going to be bumping into. Well, not bumping into. You have a tennis tennis game scheduled. I'm going to go play tennis, tennis with Jim Conway, yeah. the originator of Come On, Come on Robbie. Robbie. You're, you're the, the one who wanted to. You're the one who wanted to go home early. Is yeah. kind of that's the initial thing. That was the original. Yeah. Ethan Phillips is now. He has beaten that horse. That horse is no longer oh, yeah. alive. He has. He has He's repeated uh, that that quote <laughs> with various Could, endings of things that I want to do for the last two like, decades. Go make pizza in a- Azerbaijan, <laughs> yeah. and you're the one that wants to knit a llama sweater yeah, from yeah. alpaca. Yeah, you're the one Come who on. wants to go clogging in Latvia. Yeah, yeah, yes, it's exactly. Always, yeah, it's There's so always something funny. I want to do that. <laughs> That Ethan Phillips is very is so aware great. of and annoyed by with his uh, come yeah. on, Robbie. I've realized that you know how to golf, that you have golf clubs. I didn't even know that. Oh, now, I have how a many tennis times... racket and yeah, golf well, clubs. Well, how many times have you played tennis? I mean, did you play tennis as a kid? I mean, I, I did mean, play the... tennis as a kid. I did. Like I, I did. Okay. I, I started, uh, took some lessons at a rec league, like a okay, you know, okay. recreation center offered, yeah. you know, summer activities and my yes. mom signed me up and i really loved it and then uh at summer camp for a few years i was kind of obsessed that was my favorite activity i got wow. the, you know outstanding tennis player at camp and um but i don't know that i'm that good having said all that okay i'm fine i can i can, <sighs> you can generally get the ball, get the ball back. back and okay. forth <laughs> can you I can serve it i can volley a little i can volley serve it overhead yeah. smash Oh, yeah. Can you put underspin and topspin on the ball? Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just I feel like play. I, I'm happy. I feel like we need to start like a Delta <clears throat> Flyers charity tennis tournament, tennis charity, tournament? Oh, charity yeah. golf tournament, or at the very least, you and I should play against each other and we should record. <laughs> we should record I'm, it. I'm down for it. I would be. It would be so much fun. I feel like with my golfing and my tennis and my daily hikes and walks and things, I feel like such a retiree. I feel like I ought to be down like in, you know, Palm Springs in a, you know, in a retirement community or something or Florida somewhere. You feel that way? Okay. I will say I, the one sport I have seen you engage in. Yes. Downhill skiing. Oh yeah. And you, was I aggressive? I can't. You're very aggressive. Uh, you're Tom Cruise. You f- you feel the need, the need for speed, and you do not. <laughs> you don't care. You you just go down that hill without any care in the world. And I used uh, to. I used to till I tore oh, my you, ACL. You, you're slower now. You, you I am much more, more. Really? Yes. Yes. Well, you I, I mean, I honestly felt like you you felt that your butt was on fire. Like uh, when you were filming captain proton <laughs> that you were trying to go as fast as you can to put the fire out. 
And I couldn't believe I could barely keep up with you. I was like, oh, my God, there's no way. Isn't he even does he even know that if he eats it now, he's going to be injured? There's going to there's no way he's going to survive. I used to have an an attitude of like, if I didn't fall at least a couple of times that I wasn't trying hard enough, like I had to. So you pushed it. You pushed yourself. I always did. Yeah. 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 I don't anymore because I I went through a year of surgery and rehab on my knee because I tore my ACL in a skiing accident. That's right. So and that has changed like, everything, hasn't it? Yeah, I don't, it's not worth it to me anymore. It's always interesting that there's an inciting incident that changes everything. And that yeah. that accident, was that in Park City as well? When yeah. that happened? Yeah, it was in Park City. I was you probably remember the run and everything, right? Wait, oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I remember the run. I, I was following my son. It was the first run of the year. I had Which not son had were you following? Carter. He was the youngest. Just okay. he and I came up to go skiing one weekend. And we were out and I had a new camera on my helmet. So I was filming him and i was oh, thinking so you had a gopro that. yeah <clears throat> and um and it was like a blue run it wasn't even i did much harder runs than that but right. i just my skis weren't tuned up they've been sitting in the garage all winter okay in utah so frozen and cold and stiff and you know yeah. uh so my my boots didn't release when i fell and i oh. wasn't paying attention and i should have had my skis tuned up before i jumped out on the mountain with them yeah yeah, I just, I took a random f- fall, but I heard it pop. I heard the knee. I felt it, heard it. ACL, MCL, <clears throat> what was it? ACL. ACL. Yeah, full ACL tear. Yeah. Oh, boy. And, so you uh, knew the minute you heard the pop, you're like, nope, that was oh, not yeah. good. That's oh, the yeah. worst sound on the planet. So, yep. yep. Oh, my gosh. Okay. But I am back. I still ski and I'm going <laughs> to play tennis with Jim Conway today. So. <laughs> I can't wait. Come on, Robbie. You're the one that wants to play tennis with Jim Conway. Um, All right. So today's episode is Warhead. Yes. Warhead. All right. So Robbie and I will go watch Warhead and we will be yes, right will. back and we will discuss the episode Warhead. For those of you who are our Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. Robbie and I are back from watching Warhead. Yes, we are. And, and it has nothing to do with candy, clearly. So we're it's not we're, it's not sour warhead candy. It's not sour from warhead the candy. planet of sour. That's nah. why they call them sour warheads. There they're, go. They're from the planet sour. 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 Yes. And if they spoke German, no. it would be Zawa. Is how Zawa. they pronounce it. Yes. Zawa. It is. Right. Uh, it has nothing to do with sour warheads. It has everything it, to do with Harry Kim. Yes, it does. And the doctor. the uh, and the, the doctor. hero. The he- Harry's the hero here. Isn't yes, he? he's just. Hey, here's a question. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to ask you why. Why are there no credits for guest stars at the beginning of this episode? Why? Why would that happen? How could they miss? Well, uh, they guest missed... star at yeah. the top. Yeah. You only get a guest star credit if it's negotiated at the top. Otherwise, it comes at the end as a co-star credit. Oh. So the actors uh, in this episode, our guest stars or co-stars, Mackenzie Westmore and Steve Dennis, probably didn't get that negotiated in at the time because, mm. well, we'll talk about the actors, but both of them were relatively new. Obviously, Mackenzie not new to the business, but she hadn't done a whole lot when she when she uh, did this role, so. No, but she was, she's been on our show before once though. 
I think. Probably as a co-star. No, but as a, a well, I remember seeing her name at the beginning. So it's it's weird how their age, the agent, maybe she switched agents and the second agent didn't yeah. do as good of a job in the negotiations. That's possible. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Mackenzie Westmore mm-hmm. was in Next Generation as Rose. Oh. Un- uncredited extra. Okay. She was in Warhead. Yeah. Um, at, no, she wasn't in another episode. Oh, so this is her debut then. This is her only episode. And only episode. Oh my yeah. goodness. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Why did I think that she was in another one before this? This is so strange. Mm-mm. All right. That's fine. Um, while you're at it, you want to talk about our guest? Well, let's stars talk about and- our let's talk about our 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 directors, writers, actors. Yeah. So John Kretschmer directed this episode. Yes, and he has directed before. So this only is, once before. This is his second episode. Then. Second and final with mm-hmm. us, which is a shame because we loved him. Yeah, he we was really, great. I think he was great. Uh, I think John Kretschmer got a job producing because I stayed in touch with John. I liked him a lot, and I was still mm-hmm. shadowing a lot of directors and mm-hmm. learning about directing. And so I really liked him. Yeah, and I stayed in touch with him. He produced a show for UPN. I forget the name of it. It was about like a bionic man kind of show. It was like some guy with a computer in his brain or something like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, John Kretschmer directed uh, Once Upon a Time before this, same season, season five. Yeah. And then this episode, and then that was it. He went off producing and directing other shows. I'm surprised he didn't direct more. You know, he... I am too. He did think, a great job and he is easy to talk to and deal mm-hmm. with as a director from the actor standpoint, that is. Yeah. Uh, do you recall the uh, my connection with Kretschmer? No. From when before? Oh, um, so he's married to my college classmate from the theater department at UCLA. Oh, how Wen- funny. Wendy Brokaw, whose father was the president Tom? of William, William Morris Agency. Oh, okay. Oh. I thought you were going to say Tom Brokaw, the, the journalist. The journalist. The, new, the newscaster. No. No. Um, uh, no, but but still a very powerful man, though. The the, mm-hmm. the man who ran William Morris Agency. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, so that's his, uh, that's his wife, is Wendy. Wow. Yeah. Very okay. cool. Well, John, John was also a first AD and he was Steven Spielberg's first AD mm, right. and ended up directing. I think I remember John saying he, he got his first episode when he was an AD on what was that Spielberg produced show about a submarine? Oh, Sequest. DSV. Sequest. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. That was wow. John's first directing was Sequest DSV. And then, wow. so he was still relatively new, but he had been an AD for a long time. Hmm. Well, you know, I'm sure he learned a ton from being a Spielberg. Spielberg, right? absolutely. <laughs> that's a that's a good uh, place to go to to, to mm-hmm. work to learn a, a thing or two to become yeah. a director. Story by Brandon Braga. So mm-hmm. Brandon, I I read a little that he had seen a documentary about the ends the post Soviet Russia, and what they were doing with these these nuclear warheads. That it oh. was kind of frightening that these warheads could end up in the wrong hands or Mm -hmm. be used for things you know by bad people so that was kind of the the idea generator for this episode was the nuclear weapons in post-soviet russia and what was happening at that time which totally makes sense makes a lot of sense um yeah but the script was written by michael taylor and ken biller 
Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought they did a great job. It was really good script, good story. Yeah. Yeah, And Mackenzie Westmore, we talked about, I want to say Mackenzie Westmore's very first job, uh, Michael Westmore's daughter. I met her when she was about 10 years old during uh, first duty mass. No masters of the universe. Excuse me. She, she, came, she showed up on set there. Oh, wow. She came by the set of masters of the universe. And I remember meeting her when she was maybe nine or 10 years old. She may have been even younger, maybe that, even younger. I yeah. Think so, yeah. But Mackenzie Westmore's very first job was an uncredited role of Robert De Niro's two-year-old daughter. She was two years old, Mackenzie mm. in raging bull. What? She no. was in raging. Yes. Oh my god! Basically, an extra, I guess, or you know, like yeah. no no lines. But she was yeah. she was two years old. Steve Dennis plays on Connie, the alien uh, trader. Yeah, and his very first job was in 1997, so not long before, yeah, uh, you know, two years before. Yeah, this. he was on a show called Profiler, played Detective Jerry Cruz on mm. Profiler. And he is now the uh, artistic director of the Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival. He's a oh wow, guy. look at that! I love theater it. guy. I love it. Um, gotcha. Somebody else I want to point out: one of our uh, longtime uh, background artists and sometimes stand-in, Sylvester Sylvester Foster, plays Crewman Lang, who goes down to the planet with oh, you and the yeah. Doctor. That's mm. Sylvester. And uh, he guarded me in 30 days. He was a security guy. Um, <laughs> I didn't talk to him that much. He's what, like, there's some extras, regular extras very that quiet. I spoke to a lot. And I didn't talk to Sylvester that much. I remember. Sylvester so. Foster. Yes. Mm. I just want to point him out. He went okay. on the away mission with you. Yeah. He deserves a shout out. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's do our poetry synopsis Let of us... this uh, Warhead episode. All right. Here we go. Here's my haiku. Smart bomb beamed on board. Doc's program is commandeered. Harry talks him down. Mm, Nice. I love a good, it's just efficient and it's creative. I love a good haiku. Yeah. Here we go with our limerick poetry synopsis for Warhead. Mm. Sleepy Harry finds a weapon of mass destruction. Doc wants to keep it, so they attempt deconstruction. The bomb inhabits the dock. Now it can walk and talk, but the weapon learns its mission is over with some memory reconstruction. Nice. That's tight. Very good. Was that you? I'm not, you know, I can't yeah, Every time when you say I'm not, I know that it's not. The only, <laughs> <laughs> that's your tell. That's your poker tell. You're just giving it to me. Well, good job, um, Rebecca. So, yeah, Rebecca. Yes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Teamwork makes the dream team- work, buddy. <laughs> it does. It does. All right. Let's jump into this recap and discussion. All right. So, the first thing we see is uh, Paris Tom on screen. Paris. Yeah. He's talking to somebody off camera and, he's, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, show some mercy. I was like, what? What an opening. He's yeah. very dramatic. And very dramatic. Heat. Yeah. I was very like, dramatic. very dramatic. He's panicking. You were probably shocked to see that you were the opening scene too. Yeah. Yes. And yes. then there was no one else on, on screen except for you talking to somebody off screen. Show some yeah. mercy. <laughs> Basically, Paris is panicking. He needs yeah. Neelix's help with some yeah. replicator rations. Neelix is like, your credit's no good. Yes. You've borrowed 
you've, you know, you're, you owe, you owe me replicator well, rations. He says, you know, not after that time with the pork rinds for the monster movie marathon. <laughs> yeah. So what? you haven't paid him back for the pork rinds. So the exactly. replicated pork rinds, you must have replicated enough to feed the crew. I wanted, every, <laughs> I wanted everybody pork to rinds. enjoy pork rinds because with a oh. monster movie marathon, you're going to need, you know, some good nutrition and yeah. pork rinds are. I don't even think, do you think pork rinds exist outside of the, the United States of America? Do you think this is something that, because I, I just, I don't, I've never really seen it in a European no. or British um, grocery store. It's I'm, basically it fried pork fat. It's like little, yeah. you know, like super fried till they like explode and puff up into a crispy, delicious mouthwatering snack. Pork rinds are, should be universal. <laughs> That's what Paris is trying to do. He's trying to bring pork rinds to the Delta Quadrant. And yeah. I'm very proud of him. Uh, very funny. Very funny. Turns, turns out, though, Paris has kind of forgotten that it was the anniversary for of him their and first date. Their so first what it is? date, yeah. first official date. Yeah. And he kind of forgot all about it. And then Neelix is like, oh, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Bolana is going to kill you if right. you don't have. So he gives him a list of a bunch of stuff. And yeah. I got to say, I made a note here, great movement and blocking by Kretschmer for this first scene. Mm -hmm. We're kind of, you know, Neelix was bouncing around. The camera kept moving. We go from outside the kitchen to inside the kitchen, over yeah. to the replicator. Yeah. It was really good blocking, good coverage. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then Harry enters while, yeah. while Paris is getting some flowers. He's going to carry the flowers and yeah. uh, champagne, now, I think, with him. A couple of things. You, you yes. ordered a bottle of wine. And I was just thinking... Like, goodness gracious, like how, how do you, do, can everyone order the same rare bottle of wine? I guess they can. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, but typically, yeah. the rarer it is, the more the, expensive, the more expensive it is. Yes. But it, I, it probably, I, it's the same thing to replicate a crappy bottle of wine as a rare bottle. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, the I same do, amount of, but it's no longer rare if you no. can, if anyone can replicate it. Right. And yeah. for those, you know, there are some people who are not um, savvy to the world of wines uh, and I'm, I'm not a big wine person, but I yeah. have been to dinner with a producer who decided to order a the not a the most expensive wine bottle of wine on the menu. And oh my gosh, this bottle was thirteen thousand oh. dollars. And I what? I just sat there and I was like, why oh my would you God. do why would I mean, you do I, that? I mean, yeah. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't sit there and judge him, but that's his decision to do whatever he wants with his money. I, I don't have any uh, any call on that, but I was shocked to know that you can spend thousands of dollars on a bottle. But of wine. isn't that interesting I, in the future? Yeah. That where money is not necessary. Replicator yes. rations because of our situation are necessary. But yeah, but in the end, the replicator ration is the same amount of energy to create it to replicate it i would yes. think yes a crappy bottle or a thirteen thousand dollar bottle so then yeah i guess part of me is like part of the prestige of that thirteen thousand dollar bottle is that yeah. it's rare correct and it but doesn't have that prestige anymore in the 24th it doesn't century. have that prestige because it's <laughs> no. everything's the same it is the so same. like is it better you know when you get down to that like is it like there's yeah. a whiskey 
and we'll move on from food for a second. But there's a whiskey that that I uh, have never tried called Pappy Van Winkle's whiskey. And supposedly it is like the most amazing bourbon that you can possibly yeah. get. And it is very expensive. Some thousands, of these thousands again, yeah, thousands. $10,000, $15,000 for a yeah. bottle oh of, this, of this whiskey. Yeah. Part of the reason it's so expensive is because they only make you know, 50 bottles a year or hundred, they don't make that right. many. Yeah. It's so rare. Once again, it is rare. rare. That is why it's yes. rare mm. and, and obviously good. So that yeah. combination makes it $10,000 a bottle. Right. But in replicator world, there's nothing that's rare there's anymore. No, it's yeah. all the same. There's so no that's distinction. An, no, whatsoever. it's an interesting. And that, yeah. And this is the, the dilemma, the thought dilemma that I had. And this is probably why it took me so long to review this episode. Cause I kept having these crazy thoughts, like, wait a minute. And I would stop and, ponder yeah. it um one comment that i have to say that that megan brought up after you replicated the flowers and the wine she said boy dating sure is lazy in the 24th century because you can <laughs> just a, immediately right. yeah boom you, you got it right there you don't have to go to the florist you don't nope. have to go down to the supermarket to grab that that wine it's all there with the replicator so yeah that's yeah okay all right let's continue with our discussion yeah, so harry, harry comes in yeah. harry comes in and he needs some coffee because we realize he's on the night shift. Yeah, not a cup. He needs a pot. He, he says, give a me a pot of, of coffee. coffie. Yeah. <laughs> he's pulling the night shift. He's yeah. got the bridge. He's in command. And then Paris and Harry kind of have a little banter about uh, command experience. Yeah. And uh, it's, a, it's a cute little scene. It uh, is. I say it's my fourth night in a row sitting in the big chair. Neelix pops his head around the corner, you know, says something. And then you say... As I'm walking away, you say, you're not fooling anyone, kind of under your breath like that, right? Because like, you're talking about how, how much I like doing this, right, really. Right, right, right. But right. when you said that, again, I was sitting there going, who does Robbie's, his voice, because it's very low, but lower than normal, sounds yeah. like somebody else out there. And again, this paused me in my review of this episode. I'm sitting here thinking, just racking my brain. Will Arnett... <laughs> Will Arnett from Arrested Development or That's Murderville, funny. Murderville, Mur the show where he, yes, yeah, I love Murderville. Maybe more his Murderville cop character, his detective yeah. character is, yeah, is kind of sort of the gravelly lower voice. So you were like, it. you're not fooling anyone. And you did the Will Arnett. So I was like, oh, look at that. Robbie's actually doing voices. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm doing something. voices. <laughs> okay. It was nice. Nice opening it's scene. It's a nice, great, it's a great scene. Really good. Go to Very well blocked. Like you yeah, said. Yeah, we mm -hmm. go to a ship shot next. We're on the bridge. Yeah. Harry's in the captain's chair. I know. Taking command that. very seriously. Uh, yeah. We get, we get to meet Ensign Jenkins. That's Mackenzie Westmore. Yes. Um, Harry asks for a status report. And she's like, well, it's same as it was 20 minutes ago. <laughs> so and then Jenkins mm -hmm. asks permission to speak freely. And she says, we're on the night shift. Relax. Relax. And, yeah. And then yeah. my brain would not relax. And I started thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is kind of ridiculous because we're only seeing, if you look outside, it's a starfield. Whether yeah. it's 8 a.m. or 8 p.m., it's the same damn starfield. There's no sun. There's no, you know, your circadian rhythm is, is going to be messed up because you don't get natural mm -hmm. sunlight. And then I, and I kept thinking, night shift. It's different from night. If I had the graveyard shift at a 7-Eleven, there's going to be less people filling up gas at four in the morning, I'm going to say, than at mm -hmm. 5 p.m., okay, or 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. But yet night shift or graveyard shift on a starship 
anything can happen then as much as yeah. during the day shift, you know, yeah, it's so a 24 I, hour day. It, it is really, it's no, it never different. stops. It's it, no it could, different. Could be action anytime. No. I mean, it's interesting when you bring that up because, because I, that to me, what that means is we yeah. have recreated the the kind of day shift and night shift our construct from our our time period yeah right we've recreated that on the show on the ship yeah on on the the ship okay so you 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 get me on that one Um, i do okay jenkins picks up an automated distress call from an m-class planet about 0.73 light years away so less than one light year but it Mm -hmm. does require a course correction and away from our course back towards the alpha quadrant and so there is a little bit of a debate between uh, you know what harry's kind of thinking which do we do? wake up jacote yeah, do we exactly. wake up the captain exactly and he's like nope let's just let him sleep let, yeah, him, let sleep. him sleep let's get over there let's head over there and see Alter what's going course. on yeah now my notes here are uh when you're in the captain's chair there's a lot to think about where do you put your hands? <laughs> Are they going to be on the thing? Are they going to be on your lap? But also very important is the moment when the the distress, when we pick up the distress call, Harry has Harry actually walks down from the level that he's on down to Khan. And, you know, the bridge has always been a three-level bridge. It's the upper level where Tuvok and, and Harry's stations are, then the center level, which is where Chakotay and Janeway are, and then the the bottom level, the lowest level is where Khan is, the helm where Tom Paris sits. So yeah. that walking, my natural reaction was to, as I walked, to look down to see where the steps were. Yeah, sure. But the thing is, when you, if you do that on camera, it doesn't look that good. You, should, you right. shouldn't be walking and then, oh, let me see where I'm walking. Oh, there's the steps. It has to be very captainly. You know, you have to sort of be like, that should be it's second funny. nature. It's funny you bring that up because I yeah. remember, especially early on, Kate yeah. loved to move around the bridge. She sure did. She sure And did. I remember her before we rolled on a take, she would often like count her steps yeah. to the steps. Very so precise. She didn't, yeah. she didn't have to look down. And yeah. that was constantly... Uh, yeah. Her trying to judge, okay, how many steps, three, four steps, and then yeah. I'll hit the, the rail and then yeah. I'll, I don't have to look and yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I've and and forgotten so, about yeah, how yeah. much she had to do that. Oh yeah. So I recall, so from watching that scene, I remembered how nervous I was about just walking from one level to another without looking at the steps. And again, and the other memory I had was when I was filming, I was thinking, wow, this this is really, this shows me how good Kate was at navigating mm-hmm. the bridge geography <laughs> because yeah. it looks, there's a lot of traps. A lot. Oh my God. It looks, it's a, a lot, lot of traps, little, a lot of little things that can steps. mess you up and, yep. and you can stumble and trip and fall flat on your face. And mm-hmm. then I kept thinking when Kate does it, it's so it's down to a science. She knows yeah. exactly how long it's going to take, how many steps it's going to take to get to here to there. And she did it so smoothly that it looked like it was second nature. And that's something that I remember, even a very short scene such as this, it still was very difficult for me to adjust to that because I, you know, let's face it. I never leave the operation station. I am yeah. usually sitting at my station and you, that's it. And yeah. so that was something that I, I truly recalled after watching this, this scene that I had to stress that's out funny. a little bit and figure out how to yeah get down there without tripping. So Harry says, alter course. We go out to space. We see a, a Voyager's approaching this planet, mm-hmm. kind of a red planet, sort yes. of looks like Mars a little bit or something. Or like the demon um, planet. 
or demon, yep, or the demon planet, yep. We uh, we go back to the bridge. No answer from this distress call. Or try hailing it. Yeah, Jenkins says I don't detect any life signs. Clearly, they're all dead. And Harry mm-hmm. says, Well, you know, that's not necessarily true. We we need to look at all the different um, mm-hmm. angles need to, go to, to this. Yeah. We need to take go down there and take a look. Is pretty much mm-hmm. what Harry says. So he leaves her in command of the bridge. And yeah, uh, great great little uh, reaction Panic. shot of yeah yeah of, a, of quick realization slash panic on the part of Jenkins mm-hmm. and he goes off to inform Chakotay what's going on we now we are now in the corridor and there's a scene with Chakotay and Kim and uh, Harry says he hopes he's made the right decision and you know uh, Chakotay says about changing course or waking me up you made the right decision on both and now he's putting on the jacket top which really did not exist <laughs> yeah. and the thing is we all have that one piece jumpsuit but it just doesn't it's so awkward to put on to have him try to slide into that while walking no didn't look good so they gave him that little upper jacket that top which you know it's not doesn't really it. exist no it doesn't really exist it's the magic no. of, of 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 making uh of television well, they were trying to suggest he just woke up that's correct getting dressed so. that's correct i yep. get why they wanted the business but yeah it's not yeah. business you can do in the normal outfits yeah and he tells harry to lead the away team which you yep. know harry's super excited and and quickly uh it cuts the next shot is still in the corridor and this time walking with the doctor and really good scene good walk and talk went very very um smoothly it flowed mm-hmm. super well the doctor is surprised that chakotay uh, or Tuvok are not leading the away mission. Mm-hmm. Harry's sort of like, well, I'm a senior officer, Doc. I've been on this ship for five years. I think I can handle an away mission. Very smooth all the way up into the transporter room. And Sylvester joins in. I guess he's already yes, been he waiting does. in the room. Very smooth. Yeah. He joins in there. And, you know, the doctor talks about, well, lucky, lucky you, I'm here on the mission because I, I can make up for anybody that, you know, for any uh, uh, loss of, of leadership or whatever he's trying to right. say. Harry does a nice eye roll <laughs> to the doctor's yeah. comment and they beam out of there down to the planet's surface, which looks exactly like the demon planet that duplicated us into the goo crew. I wonder um, if it's the same backing. I, I think it's exactly the same. Backing. They, they used, didn't look. I, I thought it looked cool, but it, yeah. it, it did look like that uh, the it, other episode. Yes. I was waiting but, to see another Harry and another Tom pop up and go, hey, we're here. So I do feel like Paramount had access to some, they had a library or collection of very old and really beautiful theatrical backings. And we used a lot of different ones. Okay. Yeah. Um, and this one I thought was really pretty. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they get down there and Harry says spread out, you know, they start mm-hmm. scanning we cut to the doctor kind of alone for a moment. He finds something stuck in a rock. It looks mm-hmm. like a like a torpedo probe or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, calls for Harry. Harry comes over. Harry scans it. This is the dis- the source of the distress call. Mm-hmm. But when he scans it, Harry's like, it's got bioneural circuitry in it, which is yeah. very unusual. It's yeah. basically artificial intelligence in mm-hmm. this uh, this. We don't know it's a weapon yet, but yeah, the scanner that Harry, yeah, Harry's tricorder reads a paratrinic shielding, dense energy matrix, and like you said, bioneural circuitry. At this point, the actual device lights up. The, yeah. It lights up and makes a sound. Harry jumps back like a scared cat. And I'm going to say that because I've been around a cat so much now that I <laughs> can see what they do when they get scared. They jump. And so Harry jumps back. The doctor realizes that it 
is actually communicating. With yeah, him. he says it's speaking He's like, to it's us. It's speaking to me right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he can understand it. It's using duotronic algorithms to communicate, and he can understand it because of his, you know, all, all the knowledge that are that that is in his database. He's able. Yeah, to his database can translate yeah. this, and so he listens. Yeah. I thought it sounded a lot like R two D two. It was very R two D two esque. Yes. Yeah. I'll, make, I'll, I'll go with that. It was kind of cute. It was talking yeah. to, through the doctor to the doctor. Yeah. The doctor says, as the the weapon speaks to him, he says, mm. it says it's injured. Yeah. It says it needs our help. Right. And it, it doesn't. And then he says, it doesn't know why it can't feel its arms and legs. And he can't. And it cannot see. And it cannot and see. And it's terrified. So now yeah. it, has, it has emotion and as it used mm-hmm. to have vision and evidently it thought it was human or humanoid. So yeah. Um, so now we're left on a mystery. We go to commercial break and um, mm-hmm. we come back. We're back on the planet surface and the device is speaking with the doctor. It says that it doesn't remember its name because its memory now, has have, been damaged. I have a question. Hmm. So I get how the doctor can interpret I guess I can, because the doctor is hearing you, this 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 beeping outside of his body. Yes, and then processing it in his yes program. Yes, and then translating to us what it said. Correct. But when the doctor speaks back, this is a bum for me. <laughs> he doesn't doctor, speak in R two D two. He should no, be speaking in R two D two. You're right. Yes, he <laughs> should. So he right. talks to it. The doctor. You're so right. He tells the device that the crew, uh, you know, will stay near and, you know, they'll stay nearby. They'll take care of him. He does say crewman Lang will stay there. And I was like, oh, crewman Lang's dead. Right. That was my thought. And how does it know? How does it know that we were walking away if it can't see? You know, I I was like, wait a minute. Does it have proximity sensors on it? Like what's going on here? So there are a little bit of, yeah, there's some holes. They were cutting some corners on this (laughs) a little bit. Yes. 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 Um, but we do learn here that the 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 probe, yeah. what, what we now think of as a probe or technology, we it's, don't know it's a weapon. The AI, yet. let's call it the AI. The, the artificial AI, intelligence. Yes. Okay. Um, it doesn't even know it's AI. It doesn't it, know it's artificial intelligence. No clue. No clue. Carrie's like, I want. It. Let's explain. Let's tell it. And the doctor tell says, the truth. No. Yeah. No. Doc's like, no. We cannot scare it that'll terrify it it's already so scared so he's very empathetic yeah his words are he he goes i don't want to risk psychological trauma and harry's like psychological trauma it's a machine and the doctor says you know what it's confused it's asking for our help so we should beam it aboard and harry says i don't think so not until we know what it is away mission protocols dictate that we he gets interrupted by the doctor morality dictates that we help this this uh, being or whatever he's already designated yeah. this machine as. And we cut to the bridge and we hear Tom announcing, uh, make way for the day shift. And um, in come Paris and Janeway. Chicote is already there. Janeway asked Chicote. I, I feel like when Kate was walking in that she was kind of finishing up a laugh or a giggle. Yes. And I know when we would make these yeah. entrances from the, yeah. That I would screw around till the yeah. last second, pretty much, and I must have said you, something. You were joking with her, yeah, because she came in with a huge smile on her face, yeah. like, yeah, yeah I mean, much, funny. much more happy than she would be to ask Chicote how Harry is doing. Like, why yes. would be she? Why, <laughs> why would she, she be so ecstatic, she laughing about this, giggling? So, so clearly, I must have been. You made her laugh, and yeah. yeah, and then uh, it bled into the scene but pretty much that I same emotion i could not start a scene in the turbo lift 
in any serious way. I, hear I mean, you. if unless it was a really, yeah. you know, intense scene that I didn't want to yeah. distract anyone else or myself, yeah. if it was, but if yeah. it was something like this, you, I was always. Oh, yeah. And you, you know, you weren't the only one guilty of that. I think all of us to some extent would really just be joking around and talking about our regular day until they said action. And that would, and then boom, we'd go right into the scene, and we would. Yeah. <laughs> we would and sometimes, but I love when you see a little, yeah. little leftover. From yeah, there's that, a little leftover there. there is. There anyway, really is. yeah, they come in. Janeway asks about Harry. Chakotay fills him in. She's well, very proud of Harry. You could she, tell him the scene. You know, yes, yeah, she is. And Chakotay says, "Well, uh, he hasn't checked should, in in like five yeah. minutes, so it should be right about now." But that whole dialogue between Chakotay and Janeway was like it, it was almost as if they were my were Harry's parents. Yeah, and this is Harry's first day at school, and they're so happy yeah. that he was, you know, everything was going well at school, and it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's a cute scene. You know, that's our Harry. Sweet. Here he is. Yep. Well, this scene's uh, important because it does set up why she trusts him later. That from the start, she really has faith in him. Yeah, and she even uh, tells Chakotay, you better watch out for your job. You know, Harry's gunning for it, it seems like. And uh, Mm -hmm. so Harry Harry basically hails the captain uh, Voyager, and he says that they have found a badly damaged AI that the doctor thinks that this AI should be beamed aboard so that we can help treat this damaged artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. And Janeway asks in a voice, which I felt like sounded like she had a cold when she says, Hmm. you're in charge of the away mission, Ensign. What do you think? That exact line, the line before and the line after did not sound like a cold. So I almost wonder, did that line get looped while she was sick at the same time? I I don't know. Maybe I heard a bit of a cold in that. Interesting. Yeah. And Harry, uh, Harry does respond to the captain saying that, yes, I think we should help, but if we beam this machine aboard, we need to erect a level 10 force field in an engineering bay and then beam it there just to, just to have you know, a precaution just in case something happens. Yep. Captain agrees. And then we have a little bit of a scene where the machine starts talking to the doctor and asking who and what he is. And he talks about how that he's a you know, a photonic, uh, basically a projection. He's a hologram. Right. Yeah, he's yeah. a hologram. And and uh, and then the, another question comes out and the doctor responds, oh, I, I suppose I am technically not a real person. So you have that little dialogue between the two yeah. of them. But really, you know, this is just setting up the the camaraderie of between the doctor and the, and the machine at this point. Yeah. We go to engineering. What a wonderful shot this was. It starts from the second level and it just tracks all our main players yes. as they walk through. So good job by John Kretschmer. An angle that we that. didn't often see. No, we, no. really good. No, and, and definitely if we did see that angle, it would be for a split second. It wouldn't track the actors walking and talking yeah. from above, you know? So that to yeah. me was super cool without any coverage. Yep. It was just that shot. And then uh, yep. Janeway then asked how our patient is doing. Taurus says it's complicated. It uses bioneural circuitry to mimic humanoid synaptic functions. Harry says its memory core has been damaged. So it's suffering from some form of technological amnesia. And Janeway asks, well, what do you guys think this might be? Torres says probe, communications device. Mm-hmm. The dev- and uh, the doctor says, well, whatever it is, it wasn't alone. It claims to be traveling or it was traveling with a companion. So that's uh, that's the cue for Janeway to take off. She says, okay, I'm going to go to astrometrics. I'm going to scan the surface, see mm-hmm. if I can locate this companion. 
And the doctor lowers the force field and comes in and starts talking with the AI, saying that, uh, telling the AI that it isn't actually an organic being. So now he's letting this AI down softly, yeah. basically, right? Yeah. Um, he does say, well, we do have something in common, that even though we aren't organic, we are certainly not inferior. So he's yes. just trying to, you know, let everyone know. But my question to you, Robbie, don't you think that our scanners are sophisticated enough to scan that device and realize it is a weapon of mass destruction? One would think, yes. <laughs> One, I mean, later on, the trader does talk about the energy and the but yeah, you would I, think. Like, yeah. And the shape of it, you know, Jamie, what do you guys think this is? Uh, an yeah. ice cream maker? I mean, like, what are we going to say? It looks like a missile. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's kind of, it, I, if I almost felt like they could have constructed this thing to not, to look the least missile-like possible, and then maybe that would have helped the yeah. story a little bit more. Yeah, you know, that's it, true. That's, that's true. Okay. Yeah. So we go to Astrometrics next. We join Janeway and Seven there. Seven is helping Janeway, you know, scan this planet, look for this this companion, if it exists. And then they discover um, that there's uh, a crater, yeah. 200 kilometer radius that has the <laughs> same kinds of metals as yeah. this AI is made from. Right. And they determine that this must have been the companion device that caused this explosion. <sighs> and this is where they go, oh, it's a weapon. A so weapon. you're right. I think we could have like done an X-ray of that of that thing, you know, yeah. some kind of scan, and we should have yeah. seen the way it was built. But here is where they realize, uh oh, it's a weapon, and it's a two hundred kilometer yeah. radius so, of a weapon of mass destruction. Mass so WMD. Destruction. Here we go. Yep. Uh, we go to back to space for a minute. We see we're still in orbit. We come into the briefing room, and my big question is, where's Paris? Why isn't Paris in there? Yeah. Everybody else is the doctor. Chicote, You're not there. Vivak Balana. You are not there. Nope. Right. I'm just going to huh. say that. But anyway, okay. the doc, doc is arguing <laughs> to keep this AI device, this this warhead. Yeah. Uh, the team, and everybody, Janeway included, want to want to beam it back. They want to neutralize the threat. They just yep. don't, they want to they want to get rid of it. But the doc, every every suggestion that is made, the doctor debates it and saying, no, you can't just beam it off the ship and destroy it. It's, it's a sentient a, being. It's a you know? sentient being, yeah. yeah. The seven says, fine, we'll just beam it onto the planet and we'll leave, we'll deploy a warning buoy to tell anyone else that comes by that this is a WMD. And again, um, Torres even suggests separating the bioneural circuitry from the explosive, which makes the most sense. You know, then Harry says, okay, so then where are you going to store this, this intelligence? And the doctor says, oh, it's easy. Just download the intelligence into a holographic matrix, just like me. So then, and then I started thinking, this is cool. This is how you would get another crew member on another yeah. series regular onto the ship, basically, yeah. by doing this episode. So I thought this is really cool that they're going to try to do something like that. Yeah, they decide we're going to separate out the artificial intelligence from the weapon part. Right. We're going to create a hologram or a hollow, you know, use the hollow imagers to create yeah, some a, new a body pair, for this body yeah, exactly. for this thing just like the doctor. And yeah. then once he's neutralized, we'll try to find his people and get him back. Right. Exactly. So that's sort of the plan. That's the plan. to make sense. Sure does. So far. So far. Uh, we go to engineering. <laughs> the doctor is uh, escorting a couple of crewmen carrying this weapon yes. for engineering. And I'm like, 
I wrote down, are they insane? It's a bomb. <laughs> They're wa- two guys and a hologram walking around the ship with a bomb. I mean, <laughs> what if they tripped? What if they, like, I don't know. Wouldn't they put it on a cart? Wouldn't they seal it up? Wouldn't they yeah. just transport it? Yeah. Anyway. They, they, and, uh... then, and then they back in. <laughs> I... They get to the turbulence. <laughs> yeah. they, they turn around and back in. And I, the only reason they did that was so the doctor could be clear to continue talking. To Correct. This thing. It was it was for camera. I understand that. But still, it's but very it, funny to see this, though. It was funny. They were yeah. backing in. And I also thought not only is it only two guys and a bomb and a hologram, <laughs> but they're walking backwards. backwards. With bomb. <laughs> like, are you insane? Anyway, uh, my, my note here for everyone listening and or watching this is that the Asian individual background yep. actor was actually one of two people uh, who were one of the final two that that could have been my stand-in, basically. Mm-hmm. So he was brought in and um, Stuart actually took over some of my stand-in, some of, some of the uh, original stand-in, I think was John Tempoya. And then yep. later on, I think Tempoya took off. So they needed somebody else to be my stand-in and they brought in that actor that's holding the bomb backwards uh-huh. and also Stuart, um, another guy, another Asian American. So uh, yeah. So that's my little tiny little factoid here that people oh, probably funny. don't know about. Yeah. 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 That's right. All right. So uh, in the turbo lift though, the doctor says we're going to sick bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the, the background uh, actors, funny looks as the doctor is talking to this machine both they're like what's going on it was very funny yes and we're back in the hallway the yep. doctor says uh, harry is configuring your physical parameters mm-hmm. this is going to be awesome yeah um and you're gonna he have a body him, it's gonna you're be gonna awesome. have a body and you're gonna be very handsome he assures yeah. him you're gonna be quite handsome which I think is uh, so he's yeah. really bonding with this bomb. He is. This has become his kid almost yeah. in a way. It's very interesting. Sick Bay, Harry and Balan are in there. They be- start to begin this procedure to yeah. separate the artificial intelligence from the weapon. Yeah. And the doc is continuing to reassure the bomb. But as Torres is working on this, the bomb, the, the device, bomb's like, what is she doing? Yeah. I want to play by play. The bomb wants to know every single thing that what Torres is, this, is doing. What is she doing? And then she hands it off to me, okay, to Harry to do that. And then I wrote, how does it understand Harry? I mean, <laughs> Harry is not yeah. the doctor, right? So Harry's talking. And it, it's this brings up what you brought up earlier. Again, yeah. when yeah. the doctor speaks back to the bomb, he's not speaking in, in R2-D2. He's speaking in English. Yeah. And it's not, you know, again, a little bit of a hole in the script. Because if you want to make this... If you're gonna, if you're gonna say, all right, the doctor is speaking English, but it's, it's going also it's also his... projecting a duotronic yeah, uh, algorithm. Yeah. To, uh, all right, so then the correct way should have been, I should have been doing the play by play. The doctor should have been repeating what I said to the device, and then yeah. that would have been the correct way to communicate with that device. Yeah. But it was Harry, and when Harry I talks mean, by, about take, yeah. By the way, if the 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 bomb wants a play by play. Yeah. If we didn't give the bomb this play-by-play, we mm-hmm. would have just succeeded. Like the <laughs> the thing, that, the whole thing hinges on the it's fact so that we actually said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna you take you two. offline." No, we said we're gonna take we're gonna your take program you offline. offline. The minute it heard that, it 
went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Okay. Yep. So you were so right. <laughs> we said nothing. We just said, you're going to be fine. You're just be relax. Fine. You're going to be so handsome. We're fixing you. Yeah. We, you're going to look like somebody called Brad Pitt from the 20th yeah. century. And it's going to be wonderful. But no. It would have been fine. It would have been. <laughs> and Bellana so had the right instinct. She's like, this is too complicated. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. Oh my gosh. So the, yeah. The alarm yeah. goes off. The device starts to arm itself. Harry alerts the bridge that the device needs to be beamed off the ship immediately. Chicote says that they've lost the transporter lock. How do you lose the transporter lock on a stationary object that's on your own ship? I don't know, but clearly. It, well, he's taken it. over the ship systems. Is that what it is at that point? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So that makes more sense. I think so. Um, it's the only way if they can't get a, a lock, that means it's, it's somehow. I think that it has not taken over the ship systems yet though, because Upon the lock not happening, Janeway then suggests sending the EM pulse through its power matrix to short it out. And that's when everything transfers into the doctor's hollow matrix at that point. But maybe you're right. Maybe it already had already taken maybe, over it. Maybe it point. took over the ship systems, yeah. you know, somehow yeah. or yeah. defended itself somehow. All right. I'm going to go with your re reasoning. That makes and, the most sense. And, and then, yes, the doctor is begging this thing not to destroy itself. Mm -hmm. Don't blow yourself up and everyone Don't else. Don't blow us up, yes. Janeway's like, use that e-impulse, Bolana's mm -hmm. on it. Harry's doing a countdown. It's very dramatic. 10, yeah. 9, yeah. 8, yeah. they're working. Yeah. And bam, they send this thing and it appears that it worked. Yeah, everyone's happy. For a second. Yeah, yeah and for then a second. Then the you hear doctor, a very kind of an evil sounding voice from the doctor. You shouldn't, shouldn't have, have done, done that. Yeah. Very Will yeah. Arnett from Murderville. Yes, very Will Arnett. Done that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He says, You lied. The bomb has basically taken over the doctor's program at this yeah, point. Pretty much. Great moving shots throughout the scene, though. I thought Kretschmer again. I love, I love his work. The bomb yeah. says that it must complete its mission. The weapon yes. is rearmed. It says that Voyager will take, take the bomb to its target and now we are yeah. in deep caca at this point what are we going to do we're back on the bridge now and it's with the doctor on the view screen uh, or should we just call him dr bomb dr bomb dr bomb dr yes. bomb is on the view screen and he tells Janeway that, uh, you know, they tried to deactivate it. And mm -hmm. Janeway says, you know, just the explosive component, not you. Mm -hmm. Dr. Bomb says, there is no distinction. I am what I am. I am the, I am the bomb. I am yeah, the component. Are. I am everything. Yes. You know, I'm the AI. I'm the, I'm the explosive component. Ultra course or else I will detonate. And, and he, on top he of won't that, negotiate. He won't negotiate. Any. Yeah. And I want sensors transferred to sickbay so I can see that you guys are following my commands. Mm -hmm. And again, everyone's just, uh-oh. The big uh-oh. The big uh-oh, uh -oh, Janeway says to Jacote, looks like we're going to have to outsmart a smart, smart bomb. Exactly. Yeah. A little passage of time on the bridge. Paris pipes up. He says, hey, somehow if we can shut down this force field around sickbay, I can beam it off the ship. And Seven says, you can't beam it far enough because it's still going to explode and it'll take us out. Chicote says, okay, best option, disarm it. Paris says, good luck with that. It has an internal sensor array. It'll detect anything. You can unscrew one screw and it's going to know what's going on. And again, it will blow up and all of us too. So um, we're in trouble. Neelix interrupts. He shows up with a power node. He's power got this node. little silver yeah, thing. A little round looks, thing. Yeah. Right. 
He traded for it a week ago from uh, a guy, a merchant named Ankwani, Ankwani, and he says, look, this thing has all kinds of little, you know, different types of tech to it, and it has bioneural circuitry, and Just, I double-checked yeah. it. I, you know, I went back and looked at the schematics, and I realized this is the same technology as the weapon. Yeah. So then, you know, Chakotay is like, let's start scanning for the vessel of this merchant uncanny and let's see if we can get some answers and maybe he can help us out yeah so that's the end of that scene we go back to sick bay and balana and harry are discussing their plans harry is very upset with himself he's really oh my god depressed and balana yeah. shares a story when she made a mistake in command yes she says they they were in a cave that she thought was a cardassian military installation but it turned <laughs> out it was just unstable unstable mineral deposits and there was a were rock weapon signatures what yeah. thought were weapon signatures there was a rock slide they were stuck for three days and harry says how'd you get out and they said they had to dig their way out by hand yeah and then yeah. harry goes wait huh. and he heads over to talk and she goes where are you going he goes to dig dig <laughs> to my dig way us out. out yeah to, to dig, dig us, us out, out. Yeah. yeah it's a good I love the dialogue. Good in, dialogue in the script. there. It really is good. It's a lot of techno babble and a lot of good mm -hmm. stuff in here. So, but yeah, so any plan that any crew member has come up with so far is just not a good plan. Pretty much. It's not going to work. Um, so Harry walks over to the doctor and basically Harry says, look, you do not have to do this. You're a sentient being. You don't have to do this. And of course, Dr. Baum is saying, this is my programming. This is my mission. I have to do this. And Harry says, you don't have to be a slave to your programming. Look at the doctor. He utilizes the argument of the doctor has transcended his program. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what you can do. Well, he says he's uh, overcome his initial boundaries. He's made friends. He's still the starship. starship. Yeah, yeah. He goes, he even sings. Yes. So I yes. That was and fun. so basically, Harry's argument is even though he was programmed to be a doctor, he's become more than that. And then Dr. Baum says, okay, well, despite all of the achievements that the doctor has, you know, uh, accomplished, did he ever stop being a doctor? And I say, no. And he goes, well, I cannot stop being a weapon. And so yeah, again, this doc, this Dr. Baum, this, this sentient bomb, is really good at debate. I mean, anything that yes. you say to this bomb, it has an answer for it. So then Harry switches his tactic. He thinks, okay, let me see if I can humanize or at least person uh, personalize the target yeah. and the people that are at the target. So he says, well, what about this target? What is it? Where is And he's like, it's a military installation. Other than that, and like, well, good thing for you. We are on a starship. We have scanners, we have sensors. Let me, let's type it in and let's look at it. So they both look at this one screen and Dr. Baum says, there it is, military installation. I said, yes, but what about the people that are manning that installation? What about them? You know, how is this going to affect them? You know, when you go over there and their families. So he tries to show, you know, basically speak to his, I don't know. Get some sympathy yeah, get or some compassion. Sympathy. Yeah, to speak to its yeah. sympathy, if it has any sympathy or compassion. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't really work. The, the weapon then kind of out-debates Harry and says, leave or else I will harm you, Harry Kim. We go to the bridge next. Yes. They do detect a cloaked vessel. 
Yeah. We determined that it is Neelix's buddy, Uncanny. Yes. Audio only hail. Do you think that's because of budgetary concerns? Yeah, they didn't I'm wanna, sure it was. Yeah, they didn't want to pay for the green screen and the reverse. They didn't want to show the, yeah. Okay. Uh, but he asks about this weapon. Mm-hmm. He says it was created by a species named the Dru- Druoda. Druoda, yes. Druodas. And right. uh, he has studied them and he knows all of their technology very well. So he wants to come aboard and and find out more about this take a look at it yeah so we go to engineering and basically uncanny describes the weapon how it's made how it works what it can what it's capable of mm. and it sounds nearly unbeatable it's like yeah it's it's a it's a super weapon by the yeah. way i think the makeup for him for uncanny was really cool i love that bony sort of forehead thing that came yeah, up that and, came up and over yeah yeah i thought that, that was, was very cool mm, yep you know his technology or his uh um, his ace in the hole is that he has a transporter beam which is shielded so that it's it got a dampening field, a dampening field so he can move it. it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He says uh, he could transport this off of Voyager using yeah. his fancy dampening field. Janeway's excited. She's like, sure. What do you want for this? He's like, the weapon. She says, well, yeah, I he- can give you everything but the en- energy matrix. You can have everything else. He's like, that's the most valuable thing. Nope, no deal. I want the entire weapon. And uh, Janeway goes, well, I guess that's the end of our discussion. Bye. This is where I was thinking about Brannon's original inspiration. This sort of like, you know, when the Soviet Union uh, collapsed and they had all these these nuclear stockpiles, I'm sure there was value in the nuclear cores of these things. And, you know... Maybe you could use the nuclear core for uh, creating energy in another a country that needed nuclear energy, or mm-hmm. I don't know, who knows. So I, I I felt like this was the scene where where Unkani is talking about the weapon that I really got that Soviet nuclear okay. thing that okay. was really coming through. Well, after yeah. the disagreement, he beams back to his ship. Did you see two two things? Yes. When she's like. Nope. Basically, he loses this negotiation. Yeah. She's not going to do it. Yeah. And he does a thing with his mouth. He's like, no. He, t- yes, he does a his weird. Yes. Yeah. His tongue came out. He went, like he licked his lip. Yeah. He licked his lip and then he turned <laughs> and took weird. a couple steps and he had like a TV remote in his hand. It looked like a remote control to me. And he <laughs> beamed himself out by pushing a button. And he I did. was like, I tried that at home after with my <laughs> my remote. Yeah, I kept pushing the button, but it was not my remote does not have that feature. You so. didn't beam out. Yeah. You didn't beam out. All right. So when he does beam out, within seconds, it is a ship shake. Yeah. Right. He's knocked out weapons and shields, and then the next shot is on the bridge, and somehow magically, Janeway and Chakotay have made it back to the bridge within three point two seconds. Yeah. And I kept thinking. Why didn't they film the engineering scene, the negotiation scene on the bridge? bridge. And then the Janeway and Chakotay didn't have to go anywhere. So really there's a missing scene in between these two or just an undersight by, by the writers. Like how do you get Chakotay and Janeway back to the bridge where they look completely settled? Like they didn't rush, you know, like they've been there for a while and now they're on the bridge. I don't know. Um, Unless they did site to site transport, but we we don't typically do that on the no. ship. Uh, but within five Although seconds, Although clearly they walked around the whole ship carrying a bomb, so <laughs> that they could have easily transported from engineering. But anyway, and the bomb is not even on, in engineering at this point. The bomb is in sick bay. No, correct. 
So yeah, because they were talking about, oh, that's why they were engineering. Because they were talking about how he was asking, is this place shielded? Is the, is the comm system down? Because he wanted, they didn't, he did not want their conversation to be detected by the bomb is what it was. So oh, that's, that's right. But I they could have shielded, but they could have shielded the bridge just as well. I think, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So it's a little weird there, a little bit of a hole there. Yeah. But basically um, the, the salvage uh, Uncanny guy, he's yeah. attacking our ship. Doc, yeah. Doc calls in what's happening. Doc bomb. Doc bomb. Do, yeah. yeah. Dr. Bomb wants to know what's happening mm-hmm. as Uncanny tries to, transport with his fancy uh dampening field transporters yeah. tries to transport the bomb yeah it sends uh doc bomb sends this antimatter surge back through the transport beam and mm-hmm. when we see a ship shot outside the salvage ship just exploding into pieces yeah look how far your fancy pantsy dampening shield uh beam look what it did it did nothing it got you killed yeah. is what it did essentially. yeah the captain says that wasn't necessary and mm-hmm. doc bomb is doc bomb says they were the enemy so yeah. he's a real he's a he's a, a bomb on a mission here. <laughs> most definitely we have a space flyby here a little mm-hmm. space flyby mm-hmm. where and they did spend money on showing this ship exploding <laughs> so they do show his ship exploding. it was a cool so, explosion yeah um, back on the bridge, Seven tells Janeway that her nanoprobes could yes. be adapted mm-hmm. to disrupt the bio, bioneural circuitry. Yeah. Uh, but she's going to need to get into sickbay and she's going to need 20 seconds to, to make this transfer. And she needs direct access to the, the control. To the bomb. Yeah, yeah, to the actual bomb itself. Janeway yeah. likes this plan, though, I think, you know. Um, yeah. But then she also has concocted a plan of how to get Seven into sickbay. Uh, we have a, an exterior shot of more smart she, weapons. She basically says, uh, do a scan, comprehensive scan of any nearby minefields. That's so right. She, yeah. she wants to fly near some minefields. Yeah. We don't know this yet, but we'll get to it. She wants yes. to kind of fake uh, an emergency. Yeah. And uh, so and that's, an injury. that's, the, yeah. that's yeah, the plan. That's, that's yeah. the plan. But when she does the scan, mm-hmm. I guess it alerts these other smart bombs. Right. And we see a whole fleet of similar warheads like that flying yeah. through sp- space. And they're tracking Voyager at this point. Yep. You yeah, see, you, you see inside their bridge, I guess, or inside the, the bomb, they pull up an image of Voyager yeah. and they head out at yep. warp speed to towards Voyager. Yeah. yeah. So um, now we're in the briefing room. Yep. And here's where the mission comes Clear. It's crystal clear now. Paris talks about simulating traveling through. Yeah, Paris says field. he's going to simulate. Uh, you know, some he'll use inertial dampers and simulate hitting these um, these mines, this minefield, yeah. yeah. and it'll give false and uh, sick bay is going to be fed false sensor readings. Yeah. Paris does say, you know, he is a virtuoso, but he will try and pilot a bumpy ride, basically. So he's trying to say he's so good at piloting that it's almost almost impossible, impossible for him to do a, him bad, to do a bad ride. Yes. <laughs> for everyone to have a bad ride. So kind of, you know, a little bit of Paris season one, a little cocky I coming like out it. here. We realize they're gonna make up seven with injuries that look like plasma as plasma explosion. Plasma and, burns on seven. Yeah. Mm. Neelix. Uh, is the chief cosmetics, cosmetics officer, officer. <laughs> I wrote down. Yeah. He's going to simulate this wound. Yeah. Uh, Tuvok's going to disrupt the holographic controls from a Jeffrey's tube yeah. uh, to give seven time to, to 
wrap this up. Yeah, so. it's a whole it's a whole mission that they're planning a, a heist basically, and yeah. and I love the line when you're walking out. It's Paris going do well on this mission, and the captain might promote you to senior beautician is what you mm-hmm. say to Neelix. So very <laughs> funny. Yeah, that's a funny. I like it. Yeah. We go to a sick bay here and Doc Bomb, Dr. Bomb calls for some help. He says, assist me from the other room. We see uh, Kim and Torres trying to reconstruct some of the uh, memory files mm-hmm. uh, before the, the crash happened and restore yeah. them to see what they can find out. Yeah. And Harry says using diplomacy, he's using diplomacy, just like it says in the officer's manual, section 126, <laughs> he says, he's really, he, you have memorized I, uh, all the chapters. Of- Harry has memorized it all, of course. Yes, he knows it all, backwards yeah. and forwards. And Doc yells again, I said, assist me. Assist me. So, uh, so they do. They walk yep. over, Belana and Harry. And um, one of the damaged files shows that the weapon was given instructions to alter course and head for the planet's surface. The weapon thinks that this is uh, this is some type of a trick ploy. or something. Yeah, yeah, by the enemy. The enemy was behind this. And Harry says that, no, this is, I think, from your people. And the bomb doesn't agree. Dr. Bomb says no. And Harry goes, the message was sent using the same duotronic algorithms that you communicate with. I mean, this is what what it is. Yeah, the war is over. Yeah, the war is over. Three years ago. Three years ago, you guys, your people called off this attack, but there were 34 weapons that weren't stopped, that were launched by mistake before they could call it off. Yeah. And actually, uh, that information comes a little bit later because after the first message about this Duratronic message saying, like, you know, go to the mm-hmm. planet and just kind of crash land, um, the bomb, Dr. Bomb says, I no longer need your assistance. I don't need it. And that's when Bolana runs over and says, like, why? You're too afraid to find out that you were, you know, that this message is from your own people kind of a thing. And, yep. and that's when the that Bolana and Harry convinced the weapon to allow them to restore the damaged memory files to get the whole picture. And mm-hmm. this is where we hear um, 34. Yeah. Weapons. The 34 weapons three years ago, strategic command matrix is the, is the, is the, is the uh, uh, who rescinded the commands and uh, doc, doc, doc bomb recognizes this as the, is, you know, his superior basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he seems like he's almost convinced here. Like yeah, it, he, does. It, he does. It does Very feel close. like we're on yeah. track to like yeah. stop this problem and shut yeah. this down. And, and it was a, it was an, it was an accident. It was a malfunction that caused this launch. Yeah. It was a complete mistake. So yeah. they're really somebody hit the wrong button and sent these, you know, weapons off. He says here, what about the confirmation? That's what it is. Yeah, Harry says, I guess you can disarm yourself now. And the weapon says no. There's no confirmation code, but you're right. He seems like he's convinced until that confirmation code thing. The confirmation and, uh, code, yeah. Yeah, and the weapon. Uh, and then when says, Harry says he doesn't have the confirmation code, he hasn't done. He they haven't uh, restored the files, all the files. that deep, all the files yeah. yet. Yeah. And that's when he loses it, Doc yeah. Bomb. He loses oh, it. Right. He doesn't trust them. He's really yeah. pissed off. Yeah. And as he's losing it, the ship shakes again. Yeah. Um. He calls to the bridge. Janeway says it's a minefield. Yeah. So this is their plan going into yeah. action. Coming she on. says, yes, it's a minefield. So Paris yeah. must be doing a good job. Yeah. He's, uh, he's doing him, yeah. or a bad job. <laughs> yeah. He's a doing good, a bad, bad job. job. But she says, we're going to need to adjust, adjust course. There's a minefield. He says, no. Yeah. He says, reinforce your shields. Yeah. And they go back and forth. Basically he allows them to slow down. He's yeah. like, 
don't change the course, but slow down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go to the Jeffrey's tube. There's Tuvok on his mission, climbs in. He finds the hollow matrix panel, access panel. Isn't there a conversation about Seven being injured and everything at this point? Yeah, I think, they, yes. And and uh, they inform the doctor, Dr. Bomb, that uh, crewman has been injured, an essential crewman, Seven of Nine. Has Who been has injured. been navigating this minefield. And so we need her. And he's we like, well, just fix her. her. Yeah, no, she's got such bad injuries. She needs to be taken to sick bay, and so yeah. Doc Bomb agrees. Neelix brings her in, puts her down. Tuvok mm-hmm. does what he needs to do, and while the Doctor Bomb is a little bit distracted, that's when Seven kind of gets up slyly, walks over to the actual um, bomb itself, the the weapon itself, mm-hmm. uses her little Borg tubules to you know to interface. I always with love the, when the tubules come out. Tubules really are always like good. We love those. Tubules are good. Yeah, so that's what happens. But the second that sh- that seven interfaces with the weapon, it immediately sends this this shockwave. Shockwave. The sparks kind of knocks yeah. her out. He's electrocuted. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a big electrocution. Big time. I took a. I paused to make a note. You know, yeah. I'm pausing constantly when we're yes. watching these episodes. Same. And when I paused, it paused on. Bob Picardo in a moment that I thought captured Dr. Bombs. Yeah, let me let me see. So it paused on that. <laughs> it's he's like terrifying <laughs> there. He's really yeah. mad. Yeah. And he's got a it, big mouth of angry words. Yeah. And guess who ah. had to deal with the brunt of that? Yours truly. You got he, to sit in your trailer <laughs> on the bridge or on the bridge far away from Bob Picardo screaming at me. Well, you know, I had an anniversary this day. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I had, had an anniversary. Big- <laughs> I had a big anniversary dinner plan and this sort you of got in the way of it. Sure did. How dare to how you dare. and you and the doctor. <laughs> doctor bringing the how thing on. We? And then, and how then dare you, we sidetrack your plans? Yes. My, my anniversary meal. Okay. Any, anywho, uh, yeah. yeah. Doctor's pissed off. He electrocutes seven. She falls down to the ground. Yeah. He's furious now. He's so and mad. Uh, Neelix scans her. By the way, he says she's going into neural shock. So yeah. she really is. She's like messed up. She's messed up. Mm-hmm. He tells Janeway, "I want the entire crew to band abandon." <laughs> yeah, everybody. Everybody isn't else. this is, isn't this the second episode where we've had a yes. talking about abandoning ship? Every, it must everybody. have been a theme yeah. in the writers' room. This, <laughs> it was. Or, they kept talking about abandoning. <laughs> yeah. ship. Yeah, but she's comply. like, no, no, yeah. I'm not going to do, do it. He's like, comply or I will detonate and uh, I will kill everybody. And she calls his, she calls his bluff. She's go ahead, do it. That at least you'll just kill us and no one else in no innocence other mm-hmm. than us. And right then when the doctor bomb is about to, you know, I guess, arm Kick itself, everybody yeah, off. Yeah. yeah, 32 vessels drop out of warp off the port bow, according to Tom Paris. And one of them communicates with Dr. Bomb and says that the target is still essential and that Dr. Bomb needs to be trans reintegrated back into the- uh, Yeah, actual, basically they yeah. altered their course to come get him because he's essential. Yeah, and, and they're gonna tractor him, tractor, gonna, yeah. tractor it um, they to They say the transport off of that ship and we'll yeah. tractor you to the target yeah. with us. Gameway agrees initially, she does. She's like, okay, yeah. yeah. And Harry quickly tells her that uh, the launch was a mistake and that we cannot let these weapons reach their target. And that's when uh, the face that you just showed me of Bob Picardo screams, yes. enough, enough. 
And this is where I wrote that my hearing was messed up. LOL. After that, yeah. that, that there was, a, was, there was so a lot loud. of close. There was a lot of close talking. In it wasn't close scene. talking. It was close yelling is what it was. Close it yelling. Was, I took a photo again when I got a pause. <laughs> That's you right up by his ear. I can't tell. I, that if looks you're, more like a. That looks like I'm about to. It's give a him romantic a little, moment. It, it looks romantic. It looks like a. I'm gonna give him a little love bite on his earlobe. I'm but there gonna... was a lot of that, <laughs> both ways. There was okay. you talking up in his ear. There was uh, him all right. yelling in your ear. All right. But it was. Uh, a good, I don't doubt it was that. A really good scene. Yeah. Uh, Harry basically talks him through this logic. Uh, logic of you know he's making a mistake. He pleads with him to check his memory files, look for that confirmation code. Yeah. He, he finally does. He sees that it was confirmed, but he still doesn't want to go along with it. And uh, yeah. Harry says, you know, it's... I just, can I just, just interrupt repeating. you for a second? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of, if we had a missing scene where we talk with the Drodens, the people that have created this bomb, oh, yeah. <laughs> and all of their conversation is loud and yelling if that's the way they spoke to each other yeah. that would be quite funny actually that'd be okay. fun. the loud aliens yeah, yeah the loud aliens okay uh the confirmation code you were saying yeah, yeah he does see the confirmation code but he's still not convinced yeah. and harry continues to try to convince him that mm. he's stuck in this propaganda this yeah. old proper in the past yeah and he says, you're a sentient being. You've been programmed to be able to make decisions. Right. Make one now. Right. Uh, try and to imagine the suffering of your victims, he mm -hmm. says. Mm -hmm. Very convincing. Mm -hmm. Jamie's yeah. listening to this conversation. And it, as Dr. Baum is yelling, reintegrate me to my neurometrics. I need to go to the target. I need to do the thing. Janeway pipes in and says, you're going to do what Harry says or you're not leaving the ship. That's mm -hmm. it. Harry convinces the weapon basically to find the command codes which it does, but yep. it still debates Harry. It's still debating yep. Harry. And then we get interrupted because the other weapons are now asking why Dr. Baum has not been reintegrated and beamed off the ship yet. Why hasn't that happened? Yep. Harry then convinces the weapon to tell them that their mission has been rescinded, which he does. And then quickly they come back with, well, well we are within two light years of our target. We cannot be if shut down. They've crossed the target. crossed threshold. the threshold. They cannot yeah. go back. Yeah. So then he says, yeah. uh, Harry says, well, then just tell them that you received your message before the two year, uh, two light year threshold, which Dr. Bomb complies. But the other bombs are like, we don't believe you. And so then there's a realization on Dr. Bomb's face that there can be only one choice of action here. Yeah. And he very calmly, without yelling, thank God, says, reintegrate me reintegrate my matrix now because he knows what has to be done he's um, going to join them he's going to join fly them. off and then blow up and blow, blow himself up. up exactly and kill and, all, you and, know and destroy all yeah of them. and harry's not sure harry's thinking like is this now a harry yeah. doesn't yeah. Yeah, yeah he doesn't know and then dr bomb looks at harry and says you want me to see past my programming you need to see past your doubts and yeah. this is what convinces harry that the bomb is sincere. <laughs> the yeah. bomb is sincere. I like saying that. <laughs> then he starts to reintegrate him and mm -hmm. trust him. Yep. And uh, Jamie's yeah. Jamie's like, what's up? Yeah. And Harry's like, no time to explain. You've got to trust me on this one. Right. We've got to reintegrate the. Uh, and then yep. Janeway does. Janeway gets him. Janeway is on the same wavelength as Harry. Yep. Janeway she does knows trust exactly him. what's going to yep. happen. Yeah. So they do restore their weapon. Uh, and suddenly the doctor is back. It's not Dr. Bomb anymore. No, it's Dr. Doctor. Dr. Doctor. <laughs> and he's like, what's happening? Yeah. 
He, he beams please in. state the name. Doesn't he say? Please state he the nature starts, of the medical yeah. emergency. Is what he starts he, saying. Yeah, he doesn't even finish. He's like, hello. No. Please state please the state nature the of the medical. Huh? What's oh. what's happening? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they they don't have time to fill him in, but they do. They beam him into the swarm. Uh, the the fleet of 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 his bomb buddies. Mm-hmm. We see the tractor beam. They take off. At they go warp. to warp. Yep. Yep. And he's tractored at warp, mm-hmm. uh, or the bomb is, and then we do see him uh explode yeah and destroy all the other weapons a big explosion tuvok detects these subspace explosions he tells that um they have basically all blown up to janeway janeway then informs harry and we sort of uh we go to commercial with the look on harry's face of oh sigh of relief relief. relief. and also sadness that the you know that the sentient being had to take you know Take its own Take life. Take its own life. Yeah. yeah. Come back in sick bay first. Uh, Harry visits the doctor. But he's coming to check on seven. That's what they wrote into the script. Because I thought, oh, this is a cool scene. Oh, wait, wait he's checking on seven. So well, he's checking like, okay. on seven. Doc mm-hmm. says she'll she'll be fine. She's going to recover. And then the yeah. doctor apologizes. He feels yeah, he does. horrible. Convincing Harry to beam the device on board. Yeah, to yeah. beaming this device, talking to it, you know. And Harry says, actually you didn't this wasn't your fault you actually ended up helping and harry says here i held you up doctor as an example of how an artificial intelligence can exceed its programming yes. and i didn't realize how true that was until today mm-hmm. so and he I also think- talked about the bedside manner of uh <laughs> the bomb compared to the doctor made yes. the doctor look like mr congeniality yes exactly <laughs> But Harry's going back on another night shift and we cut to the bridge. He steps onto the bridge and there's uh, Mackenzie Westmore again. Jenkins. Jenkins is there. He says, report. Uh, she gives him a little report. He says, as you were. And then she says, permission to speak again. Freely, yeah. And she says, you know, basically she was impressed. Yeah, she, she said, was. That was you. And she says, I, I want to say thank you from the whole junior staff. Yeah. Thank you for keeping us in one piece. Yeah. Harry says, you know, not a problem. That's my job. Yeah. He, he basically ends it with no more distress calls, at least not tonight. <laughs> yeah. So. He, he starts by saying, do me a favor. She goes, anything. And then he says what you just said. Yeah. yeah at no least not distress for tonight. Calls. And then I started thinking, I started thinking, hmm, that would be a nice spinoff series. Captain Kim with First Officer Jenkins. That would, yeah. not, that would be okay. The night shift. The night shift takeover. The day yeah. shift. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. What is your lesson that you My lesson in this one this is yeah. to not be controlled by your past, by the past. That all of us have the ability to assess things with fresh eyes and make new decisions and yeah. don't be controlled by your past. That's, that's really the lesson for me. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think for me, it's really don't follow blindly like a sheep, you know, don't, don't be, don't be, it really, I guess what I'm trying to say is be careful of propaganda. Yeah. Do you really have to do your own due diligence? You know, and usually saying? propaganda yeah. at its core. Yeah. At its heart is yeah. based in fear. It, of it's course, trying to of create fear, fear of something. Yeah, it's it's all fear based completely. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I guess my lesson is really don't 
don't succumb to the propaganda. Do your own due diligence. Do your own uh, research and then figure out what is the truth. Yeah. Great. Okay. Awesome. Excellent. What was your rating on this? Oh, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a 7.2. I'm surprised that you uh, gave it a 7.2 because I really thought this was an awesome episode. I thought between the performances, the concept, all of it, I give this a solid eight. This is a, this one, I think Ricardo's performance, seeing fresh eyes on Harry doing, you know, it's, it's not like some planet of women that he's being seduced by it's he's yeah. on the ship he's on the bridge he's he's interacting i we don't see harry and the doctor very often yeah uh seeing balana in there neelix coming up with solutions i just all around yeah. thought this was a really good episode so i give it an I, eight i guess i went lower because some of the holes in the script really affected me like they really mm-hmm. They, eh, they they rubbed me the wrong way, but right. let's see what the fans, let's see let's what the see what our captains say. An admiral's average rating for Warhead is 6.9. Oh, closer to, have I been oh. calling it or have I been calling it the you last few been, episodes? You I've have been, been calling it lately. I've been pretty close. I've I have been, been far, far off. Yeah. But wow. I stick with I stick with my eight on this one. Okay. This is a good solid episode. Okay, there we go. Excellent. Well, that is our uh, recap, review, memories, synopsis, <laughs> opinions, ideas, inspirations <laughs> for Warhead. All right, thank you everyone for tuning in to our discussion and recap of Warhead. Join us next week when we will be talking about the episode Equinox Part One. Oh, okay. A two-parter. Well, two-parter. Look at that. Two-parter. All right. Yeah. Equinox Thanks, everybody. One. Patreon patrons, please stay tuned.